Yes, it's that time again, the Andy and Amanda Show, live from the United States and the UK. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah, hey. here we are. It's, it's a Friday show here on the Andy and Amanda program. It is July 4th weekend here in the U.S. It's Canada Day up in Canada or something like that, and it is Amanda Day in the U.K. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay? And you were saying you get no respect. You were saying you get no respect. See, they got, they got a whole day dedicated to you. Hey, guys, how you doing? I... Cornell is back with us again on the program. Great to have you back on again, Cornell. How's it going there? And the East Coast. I'm doing great. It's very, it's a pleasure to be on the show again. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Andy. Hey, my darling. Doing good. I miss you guys. How about yourself? Oh, I miss surprise, you too, surprise, darling. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good, good having you, sweetheart. Always good having you. Good ass. Good ass. How is everybody? So, everybody good? Everybody's, Ready everybody's for the weekend? So much to talk about because we had such incredible news that uh, I'm excited about for two reasons. Um, I'll tell you what the reasons are. The incredible news is that the Trump organization was criminally indicted. And indicted, indicted. Mm-hmm. They're criminally indicted. They're criminally wow. indicted. Yeah, thank you. They're indicted, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're criminally <laughs> entitled, yes. They were criminally indicted this week um, for tax evasion. But here's the other thing. Do you remember? And I should go back and find this show. Well, I've said it several times, but I know it was several months ago, that far back, where I said on this very microphone, that the Trump organization was going to be criminally indicted towards the end of the spring into the summer or very, very early summer. Do you remember me saying that, Amanda? Do you remember me saying that by any chance? I mean, if you didn't, just It just so okay. happens that I do. Remember? Okay, I did say that. I did. All right? I, I did. And, and did. I, I'm almost, uh, I should almost find, well, I've said it several times, so find this show or a show where I said it and play it on the show. Because the, not only did it happen months in advance, Months. We said we talked about this months and months ago. Uh, I, not long after the insurrection, I think. Maybe that far back. February, March. Um, that we said he or his organization, indictments, would in fact be coming. It's a fact. It's going to happen. And I said when it's going to happen. And it happened to the T when I said it was going to happen. Just like on this show when we said that Joe Biden was going to handily defeat Donald Trump. And we called the Electoral College numbers to the T. I was off by several million on the popular vote in our favor. It was much more than I thought. But anyway, um, so this show, the Andy Demandia show, has a whole lot of of gravity and merit. Because we we do it, we don't just, we're not a news reporting organization. We've said that a billion times because we we don't have, we're not, that's all we do. But we dive into the news. We access the news. We see what's going on. We look under the sea, under the surface of what we talk about. And from that, we talk about things. And from that, we derive our information. And from that, we're able to make conclusions, which seem to be, we have a pretty damn good track record here. <laughs> we're doing, we're yes. doing all right. You know, we are yeah. doing all right. Um, and, and that's just the way, and it just, it's just great. It, it's, uh, you know, it's gratifying in the way because cause it, it, things we talked about, we said, well, this is, this, if this happened, then this could happen. If this happened, then this could happen. And it's like a chemistry. It's like a two plus two. Well, you put them together and you get four. That's pretty much all we do on the show, except we don't do it with numbers. We do it with news, right? And yes. this, yeah. is what's go- this is how this story is going to play out. 
this is how this story is going to play out if A, B, and C happen. And then we talk about E, B, and C. They happen, and it plays out just like we say it's going to play out. And it's just kind of just you – because we're not professional journalists or news people on the show. We're just citizens like – you know, anybody can do what we're doing. They really could if they wanted to make a difference to yes. get out there and, and make it happen. And, and we, we're committed to make a difference. That's what we do on this show. We're very committed to it. We're, we're, we're committed to getting people in action off the kabunkuses, getting out there, having a, you know, making a stand for what you believe in and, making, and do something about it. And, and that's what we're doing on the show. That's what we have been doing. And, and uh, it's just really cool to see what we've been talking about, how it plays out, how, just like we said it was going to play out. So mm-hmm. what we want to do is we have listeners on the show around the world and around the country. We want you to go tell somebody about you heard the Andy and Mandy show and you really liked it. So you know, if we have a couple thousand people in 22 countries or more listening to the show – we want every single person, every single one of you, hearing my voice right now, we want you to tell one person, just one, to tune into the Andy and Amanda show. You know what that does? It doubles our listenership. All right? So all, all I want it's – it's not a difficult request. Just tell somebody you know. It could be a family member. It could be a significant other. It could be a friend, a, a, work, a, you know, a, a colleague that you work with. Hey, I have this really cool show. They have a lot of fun. They do some funny things. It's kind of like a Howard Sterney. It's kind of like Newsy. It's going to have the entertainment. A lot of fun stuff happened on the show. You, you should tune in. Tune into that podcast, The Andy and Amanda Show, because we are in the process right now of rolling out the show big time in a lot of different ways. We can talk about that as we move along with the show. But uh, my request, Amanda's request, Cornell's, request, uh, Cornell's the coordinator of the show that actually drove the whole thing and created it from the beginning. Gave, gave, uh, Cornell gave Amanda and I uh, – Amanda, <laughs> keep doing that. Cornell gave, You're at it again. <laughs> <laughs> Cornell gave <laughs> – <Cornell gave laughs> <laughs> Cornell gave my Amanda and I. Cornell gave Amanda and I birth. Was it was it a tough birth? I was going to ask you about that. You know, here we are. It was a great Cornell? birth. It was great. Wow. It was awesome. It, it, I don't know about that, but uh, it was great that you know that it happened. The universe put it out there, and now y'all having children, right? Yep. <laughs> we are. We're growing the show. We're growing your show, growing what we talk about, bringing on some experts in various things. Like we talked about uh, 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 selling short the stock market, uh, day trading, and we're going to be doing more of that because that was like really a lot of fun on uh, what would that have been Wednesday show. I want to talk to you about that for a second because this is kind of funny. But, um, but anyway, what I was just saying real quick and then we'll move on is, is that we're rolling out the show. We're looking forward to getting the show put on commercial radio uh, and – uh, we're going to be very aggressive in those efforts because now we have there's been a groundswell of listenership. Uh, our numbers are way up, and it's it's and we thank you for that. We thank you for that. And and what Absolutely. we'd like you to do, we, we we have a request. As I said earlier, it's not a big request. It's an easy request. We'd like you to tell one person, whoever that person might be, to tune into the podcast or to tune into our live show on Block Talk Radio. I don't think it's a real cumbersome request to make. It's a, you're doing us a favor. Just one person. Absolutely. You, hey, you got to tune into this show because what happens if you tell – if everybody hearing my voice right now around the world tells one other person to tune into the show and they do so, whether it's live on Blog Talk Radio or whether they tune into our podcast, our numbers double. It's that simple. Yeah. It's that simple. We'd appreciate right? it. Thank you so much. We would. There Thank we go. you. See? See? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I you know, myself. I can't follow the logic on that at all. Well, I don't know. Well, I, it's 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 two plus two equals four. Okay, 
Like if yeah. you tell one person, that makes two. You're one before you tell somebody that's two. Why is that so difficult to whoever you are? Yes. <laughs> I found me, myself, and I, and all three of us listen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. See? That's not. No, that's something I think we can do. And I think that's a, you know, it's a question. I don't even think it's a question. Maybe but, that's um, a question you should ask China. It's not much of a question. Yes. Mm-hmm. And China, please come on board. Mm-hmm. We need you. Do you know China is on board? You know, you know. Let me. You know, I'm gonna take a look at our map. Let's just take a look. I'm just curious, real quick. Yeah. Let's just take it up. And and we're gonna get on with our show here. I know we're kind of going on about you know, but uh, China, China. We have uh, we have a two percent of our listening audiences in China right now at this very moment. Two percent. You know. Not bad. In the U.S., we have a 78.11%, and in the U.K., we have 9.01, which is slightly down. Hey, U.K., where are you going? You're slightly down a little bit. We do have Argentina in South America. Argentina is up. Uh, Brazil is up. Peru is up. Ecuador is up. Colombia. Woo, look at this. South Africa, Australia. Um, China, I already said. China is up. Malaysia, Philippines. My God, all over the world. Turkey. Switzerland, Norway, Denmark, I can go on and on and on. You get the point. We're all over the world. This show is being heard all over the world. It's very, very cool. And we thank everybody for enjoying what we do. We have a whole lot of fun doing what we do here, and we're going to grow it and make it bigger and better. You just watch. Just watch, folks. And you'll person on satellite radio or something, you'll say, God, I remember when. I remember when. Yeah. You know? Because we Absolutely. don't give up. No, we don't. Hell no. We don't. We don't. It is July 4th weekend here in the United States. I did say earlier that it was kind of an exciting time because, A, we predicted what was going to happen in the news, and it happened. That's kind of cool, you know? But aside from that, um, what actually happened was the Trump organization uh, was criminally indicted, and we saw Alan Weisselberg, this chief financial officer of the Trump organization, led into the courtroom in handcuffs. And um, that's kind of... uh, Wow. And there's only a couple people between him and Donald Trump. And according to Michael Cohen, which we'll play, Michael Cohen, those of you probably already know, was, was his personal attorney and, and the quote-unquote the fixer. You know, He's the guy who, who passed the $130,000 from Donald Trump onto Stormy Daniels uh, to keep it quiet when he was running for president in 2016. Um, he was, of course, criminally indicted, and Trump did nothing to get him out. Trump, of course, called him and said, I got your back. Don't worry. Don't sweat this. Relax. We got it. We're going to take care of you. We're going to pay your legal bills. No, he didn't. He you know, sent him to the sharks, and he's going to do mm. the same thing. He, he did the same thing to Manafort. To still, well, finally, he pardoned all these other people who would have been doing uh, serving heavy jail sentences right now because of the loyalty to Donald Trump. And before Donald Trump left office, he pardoned them all. So, hey, yeah, we're all above the law. No, I'm going to give you all pardons. I know you, plead, I know you pleaded guilty for what you were in charge with. You pleaded guilty of those charges. So you should be paying the penalty like anybody else in the universe would. But guess what? I'm going to give you a pardon. I'm going to let you go. Because I think it was a political witch hunt. That's what he always says. It's a political witch hunt. Yeah. 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 Well, b- bullshit yeah. on that. You know, heck, heck no. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, hell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I get on these uh, great raves and then I totally forget what I was going to say. Arama. Arama. Wait, one second. Now you can say. Oh, you let it out good. That's a good one. 
Well, as long as, as long as people don't think you're full of crap, Andy, that's all right. <laughs> that's okay. I think I'm, I think I'm full of crap. We're just, you know, literally, <laughs> he is. <laughs> I think we all. But are you know, nothing but a hand dog. Something we, you know, speaking of Elvis, speaking of, and I should, mm. we should probably talk about this, and I can even play some clips maybe next week. So Elvis took all these songs, Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog, uh, and others, a bunch of songs, uh, um, the names of which are escaping me at the at the exact moment in time here, but I might come back later. Um, the a bunch of songs that were written and performed by African American artists back in the fifties, several mm. of them who got nowhere with their music and got nowhere with their songs. Nowhere. Elvis yeah. discovered these songs and got on stage and sang them, and the rest is history. And if yeah. you look hard enough, you'll find out who these artists were that actually this performed works. these songs, who authentically performed these songs, and who wrote these songs that Elvis took and became the king of wow. rock and roll and made millions and millions and millions of dollars becoming the king of rock. Obviously, his history, you know, we don't need to know. We know who Elvis Presley is, obviously. But how about the artists that wrote and performed these songs that he found? That he said, hey, I love that song. I'm going to go do it. They died broke. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so sad, right? I mean, it's so frustrating. That, that type of thing makes me angry that, you know, somebody else comes along and makes money off someone else's talent and creation. And, you know, the, the, the original owners of that don't see what they deserve. Mm-hmm. That's just so wrong. So wrong. years in the industry. Yes, it has, and it's it, something needs to change somewhere. I I just I don't I just there's no injustice. Don't, there's no justice. Yes, it's un- unreal. <laughs> there is, and you know something. You know what else is no injustice? I got here's something. I don't want to ask you this. I, I was listening. Uh, I was in my car earlier this morning. Uh, I did a round trip to to Orange County and back. New where our our man Lee Van Dusen lives. I was down there this morning, and um, here's. Here's what I heard on a on on, on a radio station, uh, a syndicated Salem Radio News Network in LA. It's in Los Angeles. It's AM 870. You can stream it if you'd like to look it up on the internet. Um, a guy named Dennis Prager, and I want to get hold of Dennis and invite him on our show. Um, and I've been on his show in the past. And what I, what I want to say is this: I heard Dennis say the following: that everything the left touches. They destroy that universities and colleges are evil, and that the only way a woman should have a baby is she has a husband. Um. And I was in my car, fuming, fuming. Okay. Um, because first of all, here's I mean, and here's here's what he said that that and here's where the tie-in happens that there is an abundance uh, in the African-American population of, of unwed moms whose husbands right. leave or they never had a husband or they, uh, mm. a, a short physical relationship that led up in a pregnancy and they yeah. have babies and then more babies and more, the more babies they have, the more money they get from the federal government. Right? Right. That's true. And, uh, uh, and that's absolutely true. 
and mm-hmm. the, also the numbers are true. It, it, you know, it, you know, I could say, well, you know, you, that's, that's, that's a racist thing to say, but the numbers are the numbers. I don't, I don't mean it. We're not, we're not racist. We all know that. I, we, I don't think it's racist because I did the same thing to my baby mom. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Here on the only on the Andy and Amanda show. Yes, Andy show. <laughs> Just joking, guys. Let's be serious. Yeah, yeah but 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 anyway, but that's that's not the point I want to make, and that's a whole other conversation. But um, here's here's the point. Now, let's say. Uh, two things. A, um, my my sexual orientation as as a woman is is that that, that I don't want a husband. I'm not particularly attracted to guys. But why should I be depraved from having a baby? Why do I, you know, why do I don't, you know, that's A. B, uh, uh, for whatever reason, uh, I haven't found a mate. I'm, I'm a single girl. I, um, I go for my teens and go to my twenties and think, God, someday I'm going to find Mr. Wonder who's going to sweep me off my feet. We've got this amazing wedding. I'm going to have a family and kids and a collie and a stage wagon. My husband's going to come home and say, hey, honey, I'm home. And all the kids are going to jump into his lap. And it never happens. It never happens. See, for whatever reason, the, the, the right guy doesn't come along. Or a woman who is rightfully in respect in society is being very professional and career oriented and is out there making a difference in what she's doing, you know, maybe getting equal pay or more pay than a man counterpart because she's so successful and, and having a male mate just hasn't been that part of her life. Should she yeah. be deprived of having a baby? Hell no. Who's this guy on the radio saying, oh, because he read an article that a woman said, uh, you don't need a ring to be a mom. And I'm like, yeah, you're damn right. You don't need a ring to be a mom. And who is anybody to say that if a, if a woman wants to be a, a, a mom and have a baby, and you know what, you know what I think to myself, to Mr. Prager, here's my message. What are you going to do someday if, you, if you're in a hospital bed and you are near death and the physician that comes in and saves your life happens to be that baby that was generated by that single mom? What are you going to say mm, then, Mr. Mm. Prager? What are you going to say then, Mr. Prager? That's that true. if that baby weren't born, that that single mom didn't have that baby and was not married, that you may, your life may have ended because the difference that person made as a scientist or as a physician saved their damn life. And, and if he wasn't born, you might have been died or been what, or whatever. Or wasn't that fireman that pulled you out of the fire? What, what if you're in a, a, build, a burning building and a fireman rescues you? And that fireman that rescues you was that baby that was born from that single mom who did not have a husband, who did not have a mate. What are you going to say then, Mr. Prager? I want to hear your Very words. True. And I'm going Very to invite true. him on the show. Maybe we'll call him on the show. Maybe we'll give him a call from our show. Hey, that would be kind yeah, of cool. call him. <laughs> I want to say yes. Hey, can you do me a favor? Take over the show for guys. I'm going to, I'm going to dodge off of here for a second and, and go to contact Dennis Prager. Maybe we can call a voicemail. Wouldn't that be cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, crazy. so crazy. give me a second. Go ahead, Amanda. Tell us what's going on in the UK, so I can, I'll come back on. Let me yeah. let me do my homework here. Um, this is behind the scenes here on the Andy and Amanda show. And um, okay. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well uh, I'll give you an update. Run down as to what's going on here, the seriousness of uh, the COVID situation as well, because we've we've got more deaths. We're up to uh, 120, 123 deaths in the last seven days. 150,675 really? infections, uh, post, you know, tested positive in the last seven days. So that's increasing, and they're still urging people to, you know, get vaccinated, make sure you've got your, your double vaccinations, you're boosted up. And uh, as I mentioned on the previous show, they're talking about giving a third booster to see us through, 
the winter and the tough times and uh, to keep us all protected and on top of things. And uh, they're talking about travel as well because travel is a big issue at the moment, you know, visiting other countries and stuff. Um, Germany um, are saying that they're going to allow people from the UK to travel to Germany as long as you've had two vaccinations. And that's been a, a touching subject with them because uh, the Delta variant is very big over there right now. So, you know... Really? Yeah, yeah, it's spreading just as fast as it is here. So um, we're seeing places in Europe have this third wave too. Um, so, yeah, it's looking very tricky with uh, travel. They're trying to keep on top of things and, and keep this amber, you know, um, the, the traffic light system in place um, to, you know, let you know which countries you can travel to, like quarantining. And um, that's a big thing as well. People are so concerned about that. You go to a country and they suddenly go to a red alert you know the UK is then going to change that traffic light system to, okay, so you've got to quarantine when you come back. So, of course, people are traveling abroad are crapping themselves because they're thinking, well, I've got to then pay to quarantine when I come back. So that's like... Honestly, I mean, who's really going to quarantine when they come back? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I know people don't want to, but it's a legal requirement, isn't it? And they can get done for it if they get fined for it if you don't. Um, even in prison, so then what? You'll you'll be you'll be uh, tested and you'll be made to show proof that you've had your vaccines and all that kind of stuff. Um, when you come back into the country, they've got a system in place. So when you come back, you know you've got to go through the system, and then you've got to go uh, and pay to stay in a, a hotel, quarantine hotel. And wow. um, mm, yeah, mm, so I'm, I'm interested to know whether they're still keeping on top of that and whether it's just allowing people to come back and quarantine at home like usual. But as far as I know, it's still the quarantine hotel, which you pay a lot of money for. So, really? you know, oh, yeah, so people have been racing mm. to get home as soon as these countries turn to red. Crazy situation. Mm. Um, you know, and there's been talk here about what's going on in the U.S. with the uh, U.S. Attorney General um, halting the federal executions. That uh, yes. started yes. under Trump. Yes. Yeah. Really? That, that's been news here as well. Yeah. Um, since wow. President Joe Biden's been in, the executions have been on hold. Um, mm-hmm. And there was like 13 in the last months of uh, the Trump administration that they carried out. Um, yep. And it seems like Biden doesn't want the execution thing, right? No. Looking, so so yeah. could, expanding upon that just a little bit. Uh, yeah. Over 3 million jobs have been created uh, since Biden has taken office, more jobs than any president in history since, since Ronald Reagan. And when Ronald Reagan announced those numbers in 1984, he said, it's a new dawn. It's, it's morning in America. Well, what Joe Biden just said is it's afternoon in America and the sun's coming out. Awesome. Yeah. But, you know, but we have, we have to consider this. We've had, you know, just around the world, you know, you know, Amanda has spoken to the devastation that's happened in UK and in Europe, uh, you know, for, since the beginning of this thing. And, and, and we have spoken about here in the United States as well, obviously. But we have to look at these numbers. Are these numbers a result of people who were returning back to the workforce who weren't able to work for one reason or another during COVID? And these jobs, if it weren't for COVID, would have never been lost in the first place. In other words, are they, are they, mm. if we go back to before, before COVID and we take whatever the employment rate was then, mm. did we create 3 million new jobs over that number? I don't think so. I see what you're saying. See yeah. what I mean? So are they, yeah. are they real? Because COVID, you can't put COVID, what happened to us around the world 
in a normal line of progressing or regressing economy, how things would normally be because we had to take a detour. This devastating thing happened to our, to our species around the world, especially in, the, in the major economic centers of the world, right? Mm. So, so when we say, well, hey, and I love Joe Biden. I mean, I mean things have been, you know, he exceeded my expectations already and, and many people's expectations. He's, uh, he's the right guy at the right time. All right, so putting that yeah. aside, the, the, hey, three million new jobs, amazing, but are there truly new jobs? You know, we got to say, okay, well, wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute. You know, wait, 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 wait. You know, it, what, what's that number based upon? Now, there have been at the same, in the same, you know, let's look at, let's expand upon that a little bit. There have been recessions. Obviously, when Reagan came in, we had a recession. The economies recess, people lose their jobs, companies go out of business, airlines, furlough pilots, blah, 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 right? So, the, those jobs, so then the recession, we climb out of the recession. Look, look what Barack Obama was handed, right? We climb out of the recession, and we get a, a trickier, you know, we start, we start gaining uh, jobs. People start coming back to the work. We gain, uh, you know, technologies are developed. People get new jobs, new technologies, new companies, new jobs. The economy grows. Now, and those, re- those recessions also are a cause of lost jobs. And when yes. we bring those jobs back, we don't say, well, if it weren't for the recession, we never lost them. We don't say Dad. that, do we? I'm going to ask you yeah. a question, but are they yeah. professional jobs? Like, how about the doctors and lawyers that lost their jobs? Do they get their yeah, job the, back? Uh, they go? Across, yeah, across the board. Across the board. Okay. Three, three million okay. people. Three, three million across the board. I, I don't have it broken down by industry. I suppose we could do that. But, but just in general, three million people are now working that, that weren't working when Biden came into office. Right? Um, and there hasn't been such a significant, an amazing number of jobs created since 1984. And Reagan, when he came into office, took over, you know, let's talk about Jimmy Carter. All right. So, so we know what happened back then in the seventies when Carter was president, really, you know, to, he just couldn't get it done. He he did some things and there's been documentaries and books and things about, Hey, wait a minute. We're all thinking this poo poo on Jimmy Carter's presidency. And the historians are now looking back and saying, wait, let's, the, the guy was in a hundred percent bad, and I don't want to go into all that right now. But he Reagan did take over an economy that was pretty dreadful. I don't know if everybody, you know, I was I remember the long gas lines, and you know, it was it was miserable, it was horrible. Yeah. And Reagan came yeah. in, and bam, and and things. Okay, now now we didn't we didn't say no. Wait a minute, Mister Reagan. Wait wait. Are, are, are these jobs? Because of what happened, uh, what Jimmy Carter inherited and what happened, maybe it wasn't Carter's fault, but what did he do to resuscitate it? He didn't do much of anything. Reagan came in and did. Those jobs came back. So every time the economy recesses and we get those jobs back, we get new technologies that form and new jobs that created that we didn't have technologies to create before because we have new things happening, new expertises, new, new majors in college, right? And the economy grows. But we don't say, well, wait a minute. Uh, let's, let's, let's look at what was happening before that recession. So in, in the same breath, we could say, well, COVID, all right, it, it, was a, it was a pandemic. It was a virus. It killed a bunch of people. A bunch of businesses closed. The economy was, um, um, we're getting jobs back. Mm. You see what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Uh, I don't know. But so, so I guess I'm just I'm kind of rambling on thinking to myself here. So in my own conversation, what I'm, what I'm going to conclude is that we have to give merit and credit to how Biden has handled the dissemination of information about the virus has handled the distribution of the vaccines, 
has handled yeah. recovery from the pandemic, and yes, in job creation. Yeah. Our, our, our hat goes off to Joe Biden and his administration. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Now we, now we got to get the people that want to want to take a job. <laughs> <laughs> they, now they don't want it. They, they, there's a lot of jobs out here now. People is getting enough money. They don't need. They don't want the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the and the number here, folks. Yeah, I, I just want to give our number out real quick. If anybody would like to join our conversation, five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. Okay. Yes. So, what what are your thoughts and feelings, um, both of you, on the the whole execution process. Do you agree with it? Are you somebody who is against it? What's your thoughts? Well, here's, here's first of all, regarding, here's what i got to say. In a relationship, you have to make time for sex. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> now, given that... <laughs> that's what I have to say about right that. right out my mouth. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally am against, uh, you know, uh, you know, capital punishment, the death penalty is legal murder. And I yes. don't think, you know, uh, I don't think there's, we can justify murdering anybody, whether it be a murderer, a, a criminal murderer. And I don't think a license yeah. should be given to the government to kill people, to anybody. I think killing people, yeah. no matter what the, no matter what is wrong. So that's just my yeah. personal opinion. You're not going to bring yeah. the person they killed. Let's say somebody kills somebody, they're given the death penalty. They're not going to bring that person back. And you know, uh, and there's been many, many uh, reports. There's been many research uh, grants that have been concluded and, and you know, um, uh, investigated. Many poster presentations, many professional symposiums that showed that you know that killing the person that killed your loved one does not necessarily make everything better. You lost a loved one. It's I agree. Almost, and, and, and what I think, too, and, and again, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe we should bring on an expert. We, we've done that before. Maybe we should bring on an expert in this field as well. But here's my, a psychologist that, my, that's, that has expertise in the field. But here's my feeling. If, God forbid, somebody killed, well, I, I had a friend that was killed by a hammer, by, by an employee, but, you know, years ago. And, well, and he was, he's, he's given a very short, he's out. He's given a very, very short jail sentence. This guy had a heart of gold, would bend over backward to give a, somebody he didn't know a, a $1,000 if he had it to give, right? So he, he was right. giving, he was a roofer. He had a roofing business. And um, a lot of his employees were, you know, he'd hire employees that did roofing and they were not very well to do from various backgrounds. He'd, he'd extend, hey, you need a job. You know, you're down, you're down in your luck. You're down in life. I've got a business Come work for me. I'll teach you everything you need to know. And not only that, but I'll give you some extra money over and above your paycheck. That's the kind of guy this was. So yes. one of his employees was in his living room talking, and the employee asked him for some additional money that he happened not to have in his apartment. The guy took a you – know, the guy, my friend was laying down on his couch, just you know, talking casually, just kind of his head down on the pillow on the couch. They're having a you know, casual conversation. The guy snuck up behind him because he thought he had some money in his apartment. He took a hammer and he killed him, smashed him in the head. Mm. Right. Holy, wow. holy crap. Okay. Right, right. And I heard this at the time. This is your dec- couple of decades ago. But anyway, uh, and the guy has a, uh, had a brother who I also is a very good friend of mine. Uh, continued the roofing business. Anyway, but aside from that, the guy was given a jail sentence and let out early. So he's out. He's, wow. I don't know what he's doing. Who knows? But but what I'm getting to is what I would rather see 
is this person rather than giving the death penalty? Okay, he's dead. Let him suffer. All right, but that's not going to bring that's not going to bring Mike back. No, no. very true. Right. I think so, you know. Yes. Sorry. Go on. Put the guy in solitary confinement. Let him out for two hours a day for ten years, and then put him in general population and see what. But put the guy. You know, killing him is. You know, so he's dead. This guy killed somebody. I think you should be put in, this, in a in a five by five box with a tiny little peephole for light. With water dripping on his forehead. With water, yeah, <laughs> damn straight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, when you look at things on the the surface, okay, and you got families who are grieving and they got all that anger because their loved ones have been stolen from them. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. The anger's there, and you, you do want revenge. It's all about revenge at the end of the day, and the system is promoting revenge, right? That's mm-hmm. not healing. So what the system should be promoting is helping those who are grieving over losing a loved one by providing them the right help instead of saying, okay, we're going to take this man's life. And probably, I wonder how much it costs, firstly, to kill somebody legally like that mm-hmm. versus how much it would cost to put them away. Because it makes me wonder how much money he's got to do with it as well, okay, with yeah. holding somebody in, in prison. So the, the cost of killing somebody versus keeping them in prison, that's probably somewhere in the, con, in the uh, conclusion. But it's mm-hmm. still not promoting the right thing for those that have lost someone, right? And like you said, it's not going to bring anybody back by killing somebody, taking that person's life. If anything, it just gives the family a sense of relief knowing that justice for them has been done. Mm-hmm. But... It hasn't really because that person's not suffering. They've just been taken out of the equation. So where is yep, where right. is where is the, the opportunity for that person to experience guilt for what they've done and grieve over what they've done and think about what they've done because that is the true suffering, right? And for those families that then had somebody killed uh, by lethal injection or whatever it is that the system's provided because of justice being served for them, what does it then do to that family after a time when they've started to heal from losing their loved one? Does it then start to haunt them that they've actually allowed somebody else to be put to death? There's all sorts of things to take into consideration in this and how it's going to affect everybody on the long term, not just the short term. So I think all these things need to be approached, reassessed and looked at and maybe provide the right help for people instead of taking people's lives like that. That's just my opinion. I have something very interesting here. I want mm-hmm. to propose. I don't want to propose. I don't want to discuss. This is just, you know, let's just take somebody. Usually, it's not common. It happens. Okay, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's not common for somebody just to go up and kill somebody that they don't know. It happens. Of course, it happens. I've seen, especially this this past few months, it's happened more than I've ever remembered happening. Just random mass shootings and so forth like that. Okay, so we're aware of that. But generally speaking. Usually when somebody kills somebody, it's a domestic dispute. It's somebody they know. It's over drugs. It's over something, some kind of argument that breaks mm-hmm. out. Um, but it's, it's, it's not that common, the recent past putting, putting that aside, uh, mm-hmm. for somebody just to kill somebody. And usually the spectrum or the stratus of the economy of where these types of crimes happen are people who are not, let's say, high net worth people, are not high income people. And that happens too. I mean, we've had people kill their wives and their kids who've been millionaires and they disappear and they, you know, that, that's happened. But, you know, you can always, you can always find, you know, like, well, here's the exception. Well, how about that millionaire that killed his wife? You know, whatever, you know, so we know all that. I'm just speaking in general terms, general terms. 
where these yeah. crimes basically happen, right? Now, yeah. I'm just going to go over California by itself, mm-hmm. all right? And, and I can go over New York and a few other states too, but just, just California. The cost of maintaining somebody in prison, I'm going to go over a few numbers. Just for security alone, per inmate, this isn't just for the whole population, I'm talking per inmate, is $35,425 a year. The health care for that inmate is $26,665 a year. The medical care for that inmate is $16,100 a year. The psychiatric service is $6,000. Pharmaceuticals are $3,000. The dental care is $1,000. The facility operations are $7,000. The facility operations maintenance is $4,000. Classification of services is $2,000. Maintenance of inmate mm-hmm. records is $794. Hey, the receptionist, the secretary, the testing is $150. Transportation is $24. Administration of just to administrate all the paperwork for the inmate is $4,840. So I can go to the food, $3,733, with another $2,000 employment and screening and clothing and religious activities and, and rehabilitation programs and academic education and cognitive behavioral therapy and vocational training, miscellaneous, right? All said and done yes. is $81,203. That sounds what Carol Marles, the curtain of Carol Marles is now standing behind curtain number three. You just won 81000 bucks a year to take care of you. That person, well, it's just that person. So it costs an average of eighty one thousand per year to incarcerate an inmate in prison in California. Mm-hmm. Over three quarters of these costs are for security and inmate health care. All right. Right. So yep. since two thousand, and I, I you can go back since you know for years ago the average annual cost has increased by about thirty two thousand dollars or about fifty eight percent. This includes an increase of about eleven thousand three hundred dollars for security and twelve thousand two hundred dollars for inmate health care. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here's my question. Uh, this is just. This is just. Don't take me too seriously. Well, I don't think anybody does anyway. But anyway. Okay. That's <laughs> fine. I won't take you seriously at all. Carry on. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, so, um, what happened if I had somebody who committed a crime, and I knew it's going to cost me eighty-one thousand dollars to keep that person in jail? What would happen if I said, "I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I want to put you in a rehab facility." I'm going to pay you. I'm going to split the cost with you. I'm going to put you in a facility. I'm going to pay you. No, no, what's happened if I give somebody $81,000? It's all going to change your life forever. I'm going to give you a job that pays 80 grand a year, and you're going to become an, effect, you're going to become an effective person in society because you've only made $5,000 a year for the last 18 years of your life. You're selling drugs. Right. You're doing this. You're doing that. Mm-hmm. I want to give you responsibility. I want to make you feel like somebody. I want to, I want to give you responsibility. I want to give you a, 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 a to create a breakthrough in your life, and you're going to make that breakthrough, and you're going to make a difference in your life, and make a difference in the lives of other people, and you're going to learn what it feels like to be a contributing member of society, which you're not going to learn how to do behind bars, because chances are you go behind bars, you get out, you're going to be back here again, and you're going to cost yeah. you another eighty-one thousand dollars a year. Absolutely. So maybe what we, so maybe what this means is that we need to think about as a society. And the society there mm-hmm. in the UK too, right? Yeah. That we need to address, and I'm not talking about capital, you know, people who are who are insanely criminal, you know, for, I mean, who have mental issues, you know, I'm, you know, obviously there's another category there. Yeah. But maybe what we need to do <laughs> is to look at the criminal justice system and and rehabilitation for people who've committed crimes who aren't crazy. And I'm saying crazy, of course, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because you look at that price, and in New Jersey or New York, it's sixty some thousand bucks a year, and it's in New Jersey, it's twenty four thousand dollars a year. So, so that number, that number is widely 
diverse, depending on where you are. I don't, I don't know what it is in the UK. You know, what, what is it in the UK? Yeah. How many pounds? You know, I, I don't know. Probably 100,000 okay. 100, pounds. I can look pounds. into that. <laughs> look, yeah, what is that? So I remember, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, it's, it's amazing how we go from one subject to another here because we are totally raw. We are totally unscripted. We talk about anything we feel like it. You know, sometimes we're mad as hell, sometimes we're like... Absolutely, whatever. and this is probably no doubt sparking lots of questions in other people's minds who are listening, and I think it's yeah. good... It's good, good to spark our minds and, and get these these thoughts rolling within us because you know, ultimately it helps us you know find out what we feel about and how we want life and and society to move forwards and I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's why you tune in only on the Andy and Amanda show. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, shall we call the Dennis Prager show? I have a phone number. They're off the air now, <sighs> but I, I, but I think, think you should. Oh, it might be a recording, and we could say you know let's uh, let's see if perhaps we call the Dennis Prager show. Yes. Here we Go are. Why not? I can't believe we're, call- can't believe we're <laughs> calling another radio show. Let's do it. Oh. Okay. All right. That's like the tone of my life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andy, let's call the scammer again. <laughs> oh, shall we? Yeah, anybody, yeah. Uh, uh, the scammer, what they would, so here's, you know what's really funny? I got to tell you guys a, a, a funny something funny that I didn't realize until after the show was over. Actually, I don't think I realized it until yesterday. When we had did Wednesday's show, right, and we had we had Lee Van Dusen on, who was, who was great, and he, he enlightened us about day trading and about the AMC squeeze and GameStop and making money in a short-term deal on the stock market and how it all works, and we're, we're just diving into that. And Amanda and I were like, whoa, we were like, we were like, whoa, we were very excited. We were blown away, weren't we? <laughs> we were very excited. Yes. Yes. And um, we were. And, and we might even do – we're going to do some more with that. We're going to bring Lee back on. Like, So we, we talked about having him back on the show on Wednesday, right? Yeah. And we said, yes. can you come back Monday? So here's what I was thinking when I asked him to come back on the show Monday. You ready for this? I thought it was mm-hmm. Friday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I, I thought it was Friday. And I oh. said, you come back on Monday. He said, Wednesday. I'm thinking, okay. So I'm starting to, to program or, or put the, create the, you know, the, the slot for the next show. And then I looked at, you know, a blog talk radio and I figured, wait, you mean the next show's on, this is Wednesday. This isn't Friday. So, Amanda, I never told you this, that the whole time on Wednesday, the whole show, I thought mm-hmm. it was Friday. I thought it was Friday's show. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, Andy! <laughs> I love it. Oh. Yeah, it's that was the strongest low life hey. of talking this way about this country. I tell you that, that happens to me so often. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens to me so often in my day-to-day life. You know, people say, um, "You know, are you doing this and tomorrow?" And I'm like, "Oh no, I can't because it's blah blah blah." And they're like, "No, no, it's, it's Monday or, or Tuesday." And I'm like, no, what <laughs> is it? Oh, okay. Yes. Because every day is Friday to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I want to, yeah. you know, we're skipping around here, but I want to get back to what we what we started uh, talking about earlier, and that was, uh, the, you know, the amazing news that, you know, I'm sure, you know, heard around the world that the Trump, the, for, the first time in history, the former president or any business organization that a former president is associated with is criminally indicted. This is mm-hmm. huge, folks. This is gigantic. I hope that we all know the magnitude of how big this news is. And what I'm going to do uh, is I now have uh, Michael Cohen uh, here, ready, not here live, um, but a recording of Michael Cohen uh, with his take. Um, 
and and before I, I play this, um, you need to know that, as I said earlier, that that Trump told Michael Cohen not to worry, and I'm sure he's telling uh, Alan Weisselberg the same thing. We got your back. Don't worry. Uh, it's cool. This is a political witch hunt. Every, you've noticed that that Trump all along, any anytime anybody says anything bad or investigates him or, or, or impeaches him. It's a witch hunt. It's all politics. It's all because of who I am. It's the Democrats. Of it's course. a hoax, the whole thing, right? Everybody but him. Everybody's bad but him. He's perfect. He's the best there is. Let's take a listen to Michael Cohen. There's nothing that has been said that I couldn't have scripted out in advance of the Trump Organization's counsel, whether it was Alan Futterfuss or uh, the other attorney, Obviously, what, what else can Donald say? What else can Alan Weisselberg say? It's political. It's political. He's been saying this witch hunt sort of language since the very first day that he took office. No one is allowed to investigate Donald unless Donald tells you he's allowed to be investigated. And that's the problem here. So, look, everybody has to just take a step back, read through the indictment as it's written instead of skimming through it in order to find pieces. What you're going to find is that Alan Weisselberg is in substantially greater jeopardy than he was last night. There's a big difference between when you're under investigation and when you're under indictment. The next step for Alan Weisselberg and possibly his children is prison. And we already saw the numbers as by your, by your group um, before of seven years for each of the 15 counts. That's 105 years. That the man is looking. Now, nobody believes that he's going to get 105 years, but even three, like I was charged with. It's a long time. And that feeling of the handcuffs and, or shackles or however else that they paraded him through, that's real. And he knows the reality now a lot greater than he did yesterday. And so, Michael, I mean, because you've been in this very position in terms of being indicted and knowing the difference between an investigation and an indictment, what we've learned, um, at least from what has leaked out in media reports, is that Alan Weisselberg was not interested in cooperating up until now. Do you think that today something changes? Yeah, I mean, he would be crazy not to, because right now his life is on the line. He's 74 years old. He gets three years, five years, whatever it is. That's real time when you're in your golden years. He doesn't want to be away from his wife and his sons and his grandchildren. He wants to be with his family. He wants to go on down to Boynton Beach and enjoy his golden years of his life, not hanging out with a bunch of other inmates, whether it's uh, in an Otisville type scenario, of course that's federal, um, or wherever they're going to send him. It's not a joke at this point in time. And here's the thing. What you have right now is Alan Weisselberg's head on the chopping block. And do you think that Donald Trump will protect him? Well, if Alan looks back at what happened to me, the answer is an emphatic no. He's going to pay the legal bills up until he gets tired of paying the legal bills because it's too much money. Why am I paying for everybody's money? Why am I paying for everybody's bills? And then he's going to cut them off. It's no different than what he did to me. First, they bring you in. They hug you. They tell you everything's going to be fine. And then when things really get hot, that's when Donald runs. And the beauty of Donald doing that for him is he's going to say, well, that's why I paid my CFO. That's why I paid the accounting firm. I also want to just say to you, Alan Weisselberg is not the keystone. He yeah. is not the keystone to this investigation. There is nothing that happened at the Trump organization that did not go to Donald. 
whether it was the purchasing of paper clips or the payment of Alan Weisselberg's grandchildren's tuition. Every single thing went on Donald's debt. Yes, uh, in the, from, there are a multitude of documents that are in the possession of prosecutors that tie Donald Trump to everything because everything went through Donald. I don't know how many more times I could possibly say the same thing. You know, every single thing, whether it was the acquisition of paper clips, light bulbs, furniture, mattresses, you name it, right? Alan Weisselberg's kids' payments, rent, everything would have a Donald signature on it or his initial, and that included, and there are other people at the Trump Organization who additionally received the same sort of perk benefits that Alan Weisselberg, uh, that Alan Weisselberg did, including like the chief um, operating officer, Matthew Calamari. You know, there are so many people that received these type of benefits. The question is, how did they treat it on their taxes? And why is it that it was done and how is it that it was done and booked by the Trump organization? Now, one of the things before I lost you in terms of sound that I was saying, what Donald will do since he doesn't have emails is he's going to claim that this is everybody else's fault. That's part of the Donald strategy. That's his playbook. It's not me. Yeah. It's Michael Cohen. It's not me. It's Alan Weisselberg. It's yeah. not me. It's Matthew Calamari. But then he's going to say, it's not me. It's the accounting firm. So do you think that there's not going to be other people that are going to step up to the plate and provide all of the additional testimony that corroborates the documentary evidence that they already have? Well, you know the expression, right? The cat has nine lives. I think his nine lives have expired because the documentary evidence that are in, that's in the hands of the prosecutors is so significant and it's so spot on that there's no way anybody's getting out of it. And again, neither Alan Weisselberg or Calamari or anybody are the keystone here because the documents speak for themselves and there are more than enough people that are capable in testifying to Anyway. Wow. Uh, we just, you know, that, that'll, you know, in a nutshell, that's what's going on. <laughs> that's where we are. He's right, With, though, isn't he? He's right. Oh, and we're, we're I mean, uh, the former he president stays of the United trouble. States. Golly. Oh, my God. Why is it when they've gone after Donald Trump, like everybody's saying, you're saying, mm -hmm. he's saying, you know, that it, it's a major attack and it's personal and it's a setup and it's all this bull crap. When, you know, there's plenty of people, uh, presidents in history that have had to deal with stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, nobody's set out this whole process of it's a witch hunt yeah so why is it why is it different for donald why why i ask you why 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 you why that's that's, that's trying history. to go down i want to know he's trying to go and, down oh, in history he gave a um i oh, wish i wish i had this click um click clip I, i'd play it i may play it next week i don't remember um he gave a um, um, uh, somewhat a rally. You know, Trump was out there touring, trying to you know get get his fan his base you know solidified beneath him somehow. Uh, what he's actually doing is he's trying to raise money. You know, and he's using this money for his own attorneys to keep. You know, it's, but he's 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 a grifter. He's out there grifting. He's out there uh, conning people. You know, um, mm. and, and uh, but here's what's happening. He gave this this talk in Ohio. And Ohio was the uh, the home of uh, of the first man on the moon, uh, Neil Armstrong. And so Trump gets behind the podium and he says, America is still the nation that conquered the Wild West.
that vanquished the murderous dictators, that ended the evil empires, and that sent a brave young man from Ohio to a plant. A plant. And do we know who that person is? And we have stars and stripes on this plant. Do you know how that person is? I don't think he knew it was Neil Armstrong. Do you know who it is? Yes. Do you know who the man I'm talking about is? Who am I talking about? Do you know who it is? The stars and stripes on the face of the moon. Do you know who the man is, right? But he, he didn't say, and first of all, we didn't go to the planet. We went to the moon. There's a distinct oh, sorry, I thought you said plant. Uh, plant. <laughs> <They> plant. <Yeah. laughs> I think, thinking, oh, what kind of plant is this? What have I missed? So here's, and this is, you okay. could... You can look at this on YouTube, look at this wherever. You can see people leaving in droves. It's the people who came out to hear him. They're like, you know what? I'm done. The guy's crazy. And you even hear people say that. I, th- I think he's lost it. He's, and he goes rambling on. He's rambling on. He can't put two sentences together. Uh, Democrats this, Democrats this, and, and he's losing it. Uh, he's already lost it. Person, woman, man, camera. TV. Okay. Anyway, I'm just making sure I didn't lose it yet. All right, now. Oh, uh, but he did cite radio. <laughs> he did cite radio. What's that about? Yeah, man. I'm like, yo, Andy, what's up with the, what's up with the plant? <laughs> hey, you know. Yeah, um, right? What kind of plant? Mm. Oh, you know, you know something? Um, it, yeah. Ooh. I wonder. Hey, I have a question for you real quick. Where did this come from? I don't know. Uh, is, um, is marijuana legal in the U.K.? No, not on a, a, a personal kind of social level. It's um, it's recently, I say recent, like the past couple of years, um, been made legal for medical purposes without the THC, you know. So, you know, doctors can mm. prescribe it. Um, and that was a huge deal over here because, you know, people were saying, well, you know, why? We don't understand why something so natural that helps on so many levels with so many medical conditions not be made legal. So yeah, you can't you can't go around on the street smoking a joint, and you can't go into somewhere locally and, and buy some weed. No, it mm-hmm. doesn't happen here. Um, yeah, and you can. No, ah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I was asking there. I know what you guys are doing July Fourth weekend. So, uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to reply to that, but oh, what the hell? Let's move on to something else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What I was going to what what I'm thinking is um, there's a new movie that just came out. Um, for the July 4th weekend that uh, we should talk about. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Kira uh, Noir, Noir or Bridget B, famous actresses. Uh, it's a porn movie. I should have said that. It's a porn movie. Um, okay. It came, <laughs> came out. It's called um, VR Bangers, Independence Day. And it's, uh, <laughs> really? And it's the VR fantasy opens as aliens have invaded on the 4th of July. The government orders everyone to take shelter, leaving Nora and Bridget B. stuck indoors with the viewer. With nothing to do and fearing that they might be exterminated, the women decide to have fun. Aliens attacked our planet, so what happens now? It is only you, Kira and Bridget, producer uh, said. What can uh, the three do? Well, this could be your very last chance for doing stuff that you have never had an occasion to try. Uh, So uh, wear your VR goggles and have fun. So there's a VR movie, virtual reality porn flick just came out to celebrate the 4th of July weekend here, only wow. talked about on the Andy and Amanda show. So, so, you know, uh, so Andy, you telling me that the aliens going to come down and bang them? Yeah. I have never thought, you know, my mind has never ventured to the whole virtual reality porn movies before. I mean, that's a whole other level, right? That, that, yeah. Wow. 
Yes, yeah. when aliens are doing it. That's like a 3D <laughs> porno situation happening in your living room, bedroom, bathroom, wherever you may, you may be when you're watching it, right? <laughs> but that, yeah. that, that, wow, I never even, wow. You can, you can actually go to vrporn.com. <laughs> VR, so they, they should you, pay us for this. VR porn, guys. VR so porn. When a guy ejaculate and you got 3D, um, <laughs> oh my God, 3D <laughs> glasses on. Guys. Oh, hey, hey, Amanda, are you near your computer? <laughs> I'm right in front of it, darling. Hey, Amanda, you got 3D I'm glasses? I'm nervous about what I'm looking at. I was going to say, I'm nervous about what you're going to make me do now, Andy. <laughs> Ooh, just make ooh, sure you put ooh, some glasses on. Ooh, wait, keep keep that microphone on. Wait a minute. Wait. Okay, ready? Yeah. <laughs> go for keep it. Keep the microphone on. Okay. All right. Here we go. Wait a minute. Um. Here we go. Um. You ready? Wait a minute. Uh, no. Wait, so. wait. <laughs> wait. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, but my um, fingers are trembling. Yes. Uh-oh. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was going to say something. What was it? Oh, yeah, VR porn. VR, VR porn. I know we're running out of our, our time, but we're just going to keep going. I think we should keep VR going. VRporn.com. VR, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. These people are sick. Oh, thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for that. My, my internet service provider has said they blocked the site. Oh, my God. He was a human vacuum cleaner. <laughs> with 3D glasses. Sorry, WebSafe has blocked this site. This site has been Gosh. blocked by WebSafe. It's listed as having content that's inappropriate for children, involving either pornography, hate, crime, drugs, violence, hacking, self-harm, or suicide. Find out more. I don't know anything about what you're even talking about. <laughs> don't worry, I know how to get in. <laughs> oh, I know what, I know it's a Democrat wait, wait. hoax. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that quite a bit, Cornell. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I kind of oh relieved. God. So, uh, yeah, and you got to What I say is what I say. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. It doesn't make sure. Yeah. It's kind of just back. Yeah. Hey, uh, Cornell, yeah. but you should go, go look at VRporn.com. I'm telling you, you should pay <laughs> You think I'm not? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about? I already just subscribed to them. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, yeah, you know yeah. everybody's going to be looking at that right now. I know. Yes, yes. Oh, I wonder what that's about. Yeah, let's go check it out. Yeah, I'm going to call them. See if they, July they the 4th, What? Who? <laughs> Debbie, uh, we could we could email them and say, you know, out of curiosity, uh, how much has your web traffic increased since such and such time on such and such day? Can you inform us, please? That'd be good statistics. Yes. Uh, it would be. It would be. It really would be. It really would yeah. be. You know? As a matter of fact, really put their website on our um, our website. <laughs> what? No. In, in other news, in sponsor. other news. Another news, uh, Falcon um, Falcon uh, Studios uh, keeps its golden anniversary celebration going with the release of a new five-volume collection. Oh, I'm sorry, that's, a, that's also a porn studio. Um, 
it's uh, <laughs> 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 each volume in the icons uh, collection contains two discs focusing on the top performers of each decade of the studio's history and can be purchased individually or as a bundle so that's uh you know congratulations to falcon studios how do we get onto this yes, uh, I'm, still <laughs> VR, I'm still trying to get that vr bangers out of my head that yeah. title's just yeah, that's so the, funny the, the banging aliens Mm. <laughs> mm. Wow! And uh, and of course, banging somebody in bed. <laughs> did you ever hear of? Uh, did you ever hear of Oh Me Bod? O h m i b o d. Uh, no. No, please tell me, Andy. All right, it's a please. sex tech manufacturer. They're celebrating its 50th anniversary this month, and Comrade Occasion has launched a love language writing contest seeking short stories, poems, or other written submissions on love and intimacy. It was first known as the creator of the original music-driven vibrator, also called the iPod vibrator, offering the ability to sync to MP3 players and allow users to feel the music by pushing along with the beat and rhythm of their favorite songs. Thank you. Is anybody vibrating to this? I can just see mm. this now. People are going to move right through the playlist from R&B to right up to some, like, techno stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my playlist. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so, oh. so, so it's a vibrator that, um, that, you, that you use or put in or do whatever you do, whatever that might be. And uh, you play music, and the vibrator goes. So, for example, if we if we did like this, if we went, you know, if we went, somebody could be getting off to this right now. The vibrator could be buzzing. Oh you understand? Know thank you, there, Joel. Thank you. Thank you very much. This might be doing something for somebody, so I don't want to turn it off so quick. You know what I mean? Start spreading the news. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Only on the Andy Man. I'm leaving today. <laughs> I want to So I hope somebody had some fun with that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so, the rhythm is hitting her uh our uh, our, uh, it, uh well, it was this thing was about more than finding a fresh take on uh, adult pleasure products. They wanted to create a socially acceptable vibrator that would help break the stigma around the human right of self-pleasure. Nothing about their mission has changed, said the founder Suki Donham. What? That's his name, Suki Dunham. Suki Dunham. <laughs> Suki Dunham. Suki had done them. All right. He done. Suki Dunham. He done them. Anyway, they came out after the original Omnibod. They came out with products like the Suki Club Suki. Vibe, the Freestyle Blue Motion, the Love Life Lines, which garnered honors ranging from the prestigious Red Dot Design Award to the best CE, the best of CES. I think that's a consumer electronics convention, right? And led to the collaborations with other sex tech innovators. The company also created the Omnibod Remote, a mobile app that allows users to connect with one another and share intimate experiences from anywhere in the world. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Let's try this again. Let's try this again. Wow, it really worked. <laughs> <laughs> this is doing it for you. Start spreading the news. <laughs> Ooh la la! <laughs> when people are pounded night after night, it naturally shakes their confidence. <laughs> nope. That's not Thank a Don't worry about it, Andy. I didn't feel anything. 
<laughs> that might leave in the minds of some of our viewers and listeners uh, a connotation of uh, which uh, would be inaccurate. Hang on, Cornell, are you using it right? <laughs> oh, good one, right? Oh, my gosh, but I know my wife started looking happy. <laughs> that makes all the difference. That's all that matters, right? So soon as she heard this the music. <laughs> this has been called an evolution of technology for sexual health and wellness. Mm-mm. 15 years ago, we could not have foreseen the positive impact our products and philosophy would have made on people around the world. Around the world? It is humbling reminder not only of how far we have come, but also how hard we, how hard, wait a minute, <clears throat> how hard we and others in the industry have worked to deliver sex positive products that help people explore, discover, and grow their passions. We had a call. I want to call this guy. I think we need to get him on the show. But also, so, yeah, moving. Cornell, make a note of that. Let's get this guy on the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's this? Ready for this? They're doing, ready for this? The Love Language Contest invites storytellers to pen pieces on intimate connections, either romantic or platonic, with their friend, lover, partner, or oneself. Prizes include a $1,000 scholarship. Well, am I hearing that right? Also, uh, free Omnibot products and online exposure. This is something I don't know if I want to be exposed about too much online. I don't know about me, me personally, anyway. Uh, you heard it. I'm definitely uh, going to call the guy. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Let's get him on the show. Let's you don't have show. to say please. I'm definitely. I'm calling him now. Don't even worry about it. It's not a job one. It's this one. It's an adventure. <laughs> Here on the Andy and Amanda show. Again, our number, folks, is 515-605-9888. Have you ever used an Omnibot? Do you know anybody who has? Is it any good? Tell us about it. Should Amanda try it? I mean, excuse me. Should we? <laughs> what? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Let me know. Yeah. Oh, no. Should I try it? Should I? I mean, should yeah, Amanda and I try it together? Should we try it together? We do it remotely. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Andy, where are you going to put it at? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's going to be uh, sat there Uh-oh. with controls, vodka in hand, like, right in the back with the sun blasting <laughs> on him. And he's like, so Amanda, is it working yet? Yeah, that right. view is the right one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I could be in the middle of something and I'll be like, Andy, <laughs> Wait, hold, hold up. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I don't know how we get how we get here, but we we here. <laughs> oh wow. my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> that is oh, the randomness of the Andy and Amanda show. It is what it is. That's right. Going out it with is. a banger. Yay! <laughs> oh, boom boom! Yes, thank you. Good one, Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Going out with a bang. Uh, hey Cornell. Yeah, it's a lot of four bangs. Hey, hey Cornell. Yeah. Yeah. You ever served in an infantry unit, son? Well, I, I definitely let you know after I make that phone call for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him to put his life in yours. Uh, I can't stop never. smiling at that. I'll be our bangers. I just can't stop smiling. I, I'm just <laughs> not a little bastard. Mm. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Oh my gosh! You know what, Andy? Why did you put that website in my head? Now, now, oh my gosh! I'm Which one? The right VR? Now. I want to go back to the VR website. I'm did you going pick on any videos? 
I want to click the. I want to go back to VR website. What was I said? VR.com? V, no, VR. What was the VRporn.com. Dot com. Thank I'm you. Right, Let's go to that website. Right now. It, no, it says this website's for adults only. I'm 18 or older. Here we go. Got it. Look at these. Look at these. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I want to um, get on there, Andy. Yeah, I'll, I want to click oh one. I should gosh. play it. I want to click one. I have a Maybe new I'll website. Oh my gosh, Andy. This is actually Emily. fun listening to you to, uh, you know, communicate <laughs> over this website. I'm actually thankful at this point that mine has been blocked. <laughs> I can watch this. Oh my I'm god! Watching, oh, I got a video one. Oh, oh, it's playing. It's playing. I, 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 and it's uh, free. Uh, oh, listen! Oh my god! I'm gonna put the microphone up to my speaker. Hold on a minute. Can you guys hear this? Wait. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa. Only on the Andy and the Amanda. Only on the Andy and the Amanda. Show. Can you hear this? Is this coming through? I yeah. can, um... <clears throat> I yeah. can do another thing. Oh, it's just two girls on the couch. not doing anything yet. Hold on a minute. Here what was that? Was that you or them? Here we go. Wait. No. There you go. Further on here. Hold on. I may have put it. Nah, it's not much is happening. Nah. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I thought I heard something in there like, oh, was that you or them? You did. Oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like Andy. Okay. <laughs> that was. I know something. That's that's the website. Uh, we should definitely call them and see if. Uh, you know, get them on the show. I want, I want, I want to, you know, how they doing? I hope they're doing. You know, what we should I want uh, to get them on the show too. Yeah, maybe, maybe they can give us fifteen percent of their proceeds. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Discounts and tips, huh? <laughs> the uh, yeah, let me. Hey, Amanda, I got a question for you. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's like, okay. Shoot, Andy. Uh, um, what was my question? Hmm. Mm. Oh God, don't somebody forget my question. Oh yeah. Uh, here's my question. Um, in the UK now, uh, just getting back to news, just just for a second, just for a second. Okay. Just, yeah. Just for a second. Um, the question I had ah, was he's full of shit. No, no, no. Let me let me finish with my question. You know, um, <laughs> are you seeing the um? Delta variant spike, like you talked about that a couple of days ago, what's happening with the coronavirus, and we're talking about the the, the increase in um, in transmission and susceptibility, and how it's increased its 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 uh, existence at significance in the unpop in unvaccinated population. Have you seen that there? Is it, is it much going on? Obviously, there there's an increase in. Um statistics with regarding those that have tested positive death rates and also uh, the virus tests conducted, patients admitted. I can give you all those stats if you would like. Um, and the percentage of people that have been vaccinated. So we've got 85.5% have had their first dose. 63.1% have had their second dose. That's huge. Um, That's yeah. Huge. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Um, it says the daily second dose is 193,066. Total second dose, 33,241.65. Uh, 
Um, see, the, the amount of people that have tested positive daily is 27,125. Uh, daily deaths is 27. Mm. Um, patients admitted daily is 304. Last seven days, 1,825. Um, mm. Virus test conducted, 1,128,678. Uh, in the last seven days, 7,040,807. Uh, sorry. Mm. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> in comparison to, you know, how many of those that have been vaccinated and received maybe the uh, a test, positive test for the, the virus, I don't know. I can't see those um, statistics. Um, these are things I can find out and share on the next show. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you know, um, interesting uh, stat here, which we have yet to talk about on the show, is the amount of mm-hmm. people who've uh, been um, uh, infected by the coronavirus in the Falkland Islands. Yeah. Uh, uh, 63, and the amount of people recovered is 63. Just, uh, you know, and we never talk about yeah. the Falkland Islands on the show. We've yet to talk about them. Yeah. Does anybody even know where they are? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 I like being honest, so, um, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm vprporn.com. You know, yeah, there are. I had that question, uh, and then I also had this question, of course. How long should sex last? How long? I don't know. I don't think there's an exact answer to that question. Yeah, some people like it to go on longer and delay the uh, the gratification, mm-hmm. and some people like it to uh, be quick and uh, fun, right? <laughs> I think it varies. <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Cornell. I'll yeah. answer the question. Well, go ahead and answer it. You, or Cornell, you answer it. What's the question? How long should it last? I think... I would say at least 30 minutes. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. I agree. That would be amazing. Because you can't, to me, it's like, if you do it too quick, she didn't really get her or him or whatever it is. We don't discriminate on the Andy and Amanda show. They don't get to mm. really get to that bang. Yeah. Mm. I would say <laughs> I would say I would say twenty minutes of foreplay. You know what I mean? And then um like thirty more minutes of, you know. And after that, y'all go to sleep. And eat hmm. some um tasty cakes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. A lot of listeners don't know what tasty cakes are, but they, they yeah, if we ever we should we should get a picture of a tasty cake on our website here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But you know, I'm thinking take your time, you know. The Second, the third. <laughs> you know, you know, and um, but you know what, Andy? Speaking of that, mm-hmm. it's different individuals. Some some people just want it fast and quick, and some people just want it rough. Some people want it soft. Exactly. I think it just depends on the situation. If you're both like really eager for it and you're both excited, then the, the chances are it's going to yeah. be quick, right? And explosive. Yeah. But I think you know those that are going into it, just like yeah, come on, baby, let's, let's just go make love, you know. And they they go and get yeah. into the situation, and they they take their time, and they try all these different things, and try and make it last because they want to make it beautiful that way. Not that the first option isn't beautiful. I'm just saying, but, you know, I think it just varies. Mm. Yeah, question to ask both of you guys. Go ahead. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> 
We're ready. When We're it comes ready. down to sex, what are your fetish? Mm. Oh. <clears throat> mm. uh. <laughs> yeah. Fetish. Let me think. What is that? What do you, well, I was going to say, like what do you really class the fetish? Oh, okay. Okay. Like chains or, you know. What's your fetish? If you could, if you basically, if you could have sex the way you always visualize it and dreamed of, what mm. is your fetish? Well, if we and, look at, <sighs> if we look at a fetish as being an object, like a small stone carving of an animal, <laughs> you have to have magical power to protect or aid its <laughs> owner. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about Rudolph? <laughs> God of the rain. <laughs> Not Rudolph the rain, reindeer. <laughs> you know, you know. I'm thinking when you think about, you know, could evoke images of like when you think about what a, what a fetish is like, like black body suits and complicated, you know, contraptions, you know, something like that. And I've I've never had that. I've never I've never ever ever had that. You know. I didn't ask that question. Yeah. If, if visually in your mind, what would it be? I'm trying to re- see if you've referred to his behavior as to someone who cannot get aroused without that, or is it something that people use to describe as a, a arousal that is coupled with typically non-sexual object? Is it is it a fantasy that happens in your head? Like, how do you exactly describe what that is? What is or a fetish? something that somebody just wants to try? Or something somebody wants yeah, to try? something that, that you always done. wanted to try. Well, I've got Amanda on the other 8,000 miles away. You know, can we talk? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, you would that think was, as you, know. you would mm-hmm. think as internet husband and wife, we'd have that communication, right? <laughs> yeah, right? We would. Hey, let's get let's try that VR deal. Or what was that Omni something rather? <laughs> yeah, VR. <laughs> let's make a deal with them. They'll be a distribution company. <laughs> <laughs> you know what our ratings would be if we did if we had that omni something rather thing on what if we ever hey next week Amanda and I <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I tried to think the amount of people sat there with their their, their box of tissues and <laughs> moisturizing cream and <laughs> everything else that goes along with it wow um, in answer to your question Cornell I, I hate to sound boring but. I've never really, like, gone into the whole fetish kind of thing. I think there's a lot of playful things that you can do with your partner that is fun, right? Like, I don't know, um, tie their hands up and stuff to make the the experience pleasurable so that they can't touch you, but all they can have is that sensation. And I think that can – you learn to trust your partner by doing things like that and – um, it adds that little bit of spice and playfulness to the experience. But I mean, I'm not like one of these people that gets like real kinky and thinks about being hit with a stick or chained up and all that kind of stuff. No, I, I see the the benefit and the fun aspects of those simple things. You know, people add things into the equation like feathers, you know, putting a feather on the other person's body or uh, putting an ice cube down them. All those things to heighten the experience and the pleasure. I think, you know, all that kind of stuff is, is fun, but uh, as a true fetish kind of thing, nah, I, I don't really have anything like that, to be fair. Yeah, I have never participated in anything that would be, uh, never in my, I'm trying to think, uh, all these years, it's been 
pretty boring. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some no, people eat, eat food off each other, don't they? You know? I'm trying to think. Or it, I'll tell you this: if if I ever, because again, I, I was a you know very active, and we've talked about this when we touched on other subjects as a as a young teen. You know, I, I mean, my gosh, I did I did I did birth control counseling as a teenager for Planned Parenthood. You know, so I was I was very early when I started, but I but I didn't do it. I wasn't just this kid. I had a girlfriend for four years, and we were just we were exclusive to each other. So I, you know, we were very much in love. We had a great relationship, and we were being teens, and we and we had a lot of sex. You know, and that's the absolute truth, and that was an amazing thing to have in high school. You know, but anyway, the, but and since then, that was a long time ago. And I'm trying to think if if nothing stands out in all relationships I've had through the years that I could actually go back, unless there might be some things I just don't remember, you know, maybe, maybe as if, you know, we, my, my girlfriend and I may have had some fun doing something, something, I, I just don't remember if, if that was true, but nothing, I can't think of anything in my head that would, that would be interpreted as being, wow, I want to, you know, this is like really erotic in my head and I want to try this someday or something. There's absolutely zero, nothing, yeah. nothing. I wonder if that's just because, why, why is that? I don't, you know, I've had people ask me that before. They say, do you have, do you have fantasies or anything? I'm like, no. I truly, I truly don't. I truly have none. Yeah, I mean, I've never really got on, got on board with that kind of thing. I guess um, mm-hmm. I just appreciate the moment for what it is with my partner. So um, I don't know. Like I said, the, the things I mentioned before—they're they're fun and they're playful. And you know, I've never really been the type of person to, to push the boundaries to see how how incredible it could be and i know there's a lot of people out there who claim that you know by trying all those things i mentioned with the chains and, and the whips and all that kind of thing can really heighten the experience but it does make me wonder how far that goes because if you start introducing those things whereabouts does it stop does does the addiction side start coming in and you think okay well i can't experience normal sex anymore because now i've got so used to having those other things excite me that you know, now I can't get the same thrill anymore. You so know I something? need to push that further. Yeah. 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 I think I think you I think you're onto something. I think you're right. And I've heard about this too. I've heard where people get involved in other things, other activities, uh, even even having drifting um, from relationships and having affairs, where that becomes yeah. more stimulating and and erotic and adventuresome than than a healthy, normal relationship. But, but who's to describe, you know, I, I, here in 2021, you know, if I said healthy, normal, and then somebody could say, well, who are you to say what healthy and normal is? Of course. Who am I to say yeah. what healthy and normal what, what I, I guess I'm pertaining to is the actual depiction of what one would imagine as being a normal, healthy uh, relationship with one other significant other, and you, and you grow mm-hmm. together, and you have, and, and your love and the physical relationship is part of that, and you grow, and you have fun, you explore, and you're honest, and you have open conversations with each other, and, and it can be incredibly fulfilling and adventuresome. Yeah. Not in my life, but anyway, no. The, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, young, well, young I have that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But but um, you know, it's to each. So we should explore this further because, first of all, people like to talk about it, and people like to listen if, if they don't like to talk because it's on everybody's mind, no matter what. You know, every, we're all human. You know, we're all human. I tried and, everything. So you could be well, all expert. Cool. So tell me. So tell me what has been the most adventuresome. And when you say you tried everything, what would you say, like the in terms of locations or things that you've done or or what things that I've done? 
Okay. Well, I like okay. to explore. I like to explore everything. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you on the next show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's coming on. He's coming on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, I have the people tuned into the whole S and S thing, and you know, and it, I when I heard their their opinion on it, I thought, okay, okay, I. I kind of appreciate where you're coming from, but I guess from my side of things, I don't quite understand it because I've not tried it, right? And so quite often we don't understand something until we experience it. So mm-hmm. I keep an open mind and I respect anybody who, who goes in for that, that kind of thing. I understand it on the level that it increases the pleasure and it can be a whole other experience because you're learning trust, you're learning yes, excitement, yes, yes, yes. you're learning where oh, the edge is for you. And all those kind of things. So it, it's a whole other level of experience. Yes, and you don't know but what you for me, Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just more about the intimacy. I need to have that intimacy with my partner more than anything. And they, they will argue, okay, but it still is a level of intimacy because you're learning to connect with each other and trust each other in that moment, how far it's going to go. And yeah. you're trusting them when you say stop, to stop, right? So... Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's a different level of intimacy. But what I'm talking about is that real inner connection in that moment when you're, you know, experiencing the, the connection, that physical connection in that moment. I'm not talking about all the foreplay that right, goes right, right. on, right? Because in right. a sense, that is foreplay before the sex. I think I, I'm just thinking about it as we're talking. I'm thinking about. It, I think I stumbled upon a, a fetish, something that really does it for me, and. Uh, what is yeah. it? You got to pick up a fucking Oh my gosh. Excellent. <laughs> Thank I, you. I just had an orgasm. Andy, I just had an orgasm. <laughs> That's my fetish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kind of sorry no, now, y'all. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but. Wouldn't it be, be kind of crazy? I don't mean to cut you off, Andy. If somebody's okay. right now listening to us. In a dark room, and I'm not gonna say no more. <laughs> we are. Cool now. Be I don't want to be thinking about that. that. <laughs> we might be somebody fetish when they listen to us. I don't want to think so. about that. <laughs> 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 ah. uh, yes. Oh my gosh! I like how Andy talk on Cornell or Amanda. <laughs> I mean, think about these celebrities, right? I mean, they must cross their mind when they're. They're huge celebrities, knowing that everywhere they've been classed as sex symbols. They've been rated in magazines as being sex symbols. Going home and knowing that at night, how many people fantasize over your pictures on online, and yes. um, you know, get their their jollies off with you know your picture or uh, movies yes. of you, scenes of you. It's like wow, that's a whole other level. I mean, I just don't like to go there in my mind to think that that could possibly. Well. Yeah, this is the Andy and Amanda show. This is our 4th of July extended edition of our show. We're, we're kind of yeah, getting ready to actually, we're, we're getting ready to wrap this Fun program up. Where God, we we went to talking about everything from uh, I don't know from one thing to another. I don't know, I have to think about what we actually talked about during the show. But I know we've covered a lot of ground, and uh, it sure is fun. 
And again, if uh, anybody wants to get in touch with the show, if you want to get on the show as a guest or know somebody uh, who's worth having on, most people aren't. No, I'm, I'm kidding. If you know, if you, uh, <laughs> um, you can email the show at andyandamandashow at gmail.com. We'd love to talk with you, hear your thoughts, hear what you have to say about the show. And remember what I asked early on, and that is um, if you're hearing the show, wherever you are in the world, we're, our request is to tell one person, just one other person, to tune into this show. That doubles our numbers. That, that's all we're looking to do because we're, we're on a on a path right now to get the show to the next level, which is to get us on broadcast radio. Of course, we might have to, you know, we'll still keep this thing going so we can talk about what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to also look at doing a version that would be appropriate for broadcast radio. And, of course, we know what that means, and we're, we're okay with it. And uh, or actually, on satellite radio, we can be a little bit more adventuresome, obviously, such as the Howard Stern Show. We don't compare ourselves with the Howard Stern Show whatsoever. But in, just in terms of our content and how we can talk in the language we could use on the show on satellite is different than what we could use on broadcast radio. But that's which way we're headed with this program. We've, Amanda, you know, we're coming up, and I've got to look at when this actually started. You joined the Coast to Coast program, which is the umbrella. This thing, we don't talk about it much. This is the Coast to Coast show. It's the Amanda show on the Coast to Coast program. Something like that, whatever. Anyway, uh, we're 8,000 yeah. miles away, two different continents. We've never met. Not Three of us have never met. And Amanda joined the Coast to Coast program, and we created the Andy and Amanda show about a year ago. Or is it been so – I have to look back in the archives and see when was our actual first show as co-hosts together on this program. And yeah. it's – I know we celebrated April 15th was actually a year anniversary of the actual show itself. Then you joined um, in June or July. Cornell, because you brought us together. Do you remember about when that was about? I really think, I think it was in June. It may have been. Yeah, I think so. I just can't think when. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I, you know, we have 300 and some odd episodes of doing the show together. And it's just, what a blast. What a, you know, what a, it's oh, been it's great. Been it's yeah. been so so fun, and, yes. uh, and 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 I want to you know we did this five days a week at one point, folks. We were, we were a daily show. We were a daily show, and it, and it was a lot of fun. And we we even you know if there's things that would have to happen for us to become a daily show again, we have the potential of doing that again. It would be a lot of fun to do that again, but uh, maybe that's the road we're headed. But things have to the dominoes have to line up for us to do that, and that's part of uh, the plan to get more our our listenership up there just by notch by everybody's telling their friend, their 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 significant other, their work colleague, hey, you know what? I discovered this real fun kind of program uh, called the Andy and Amanda Show. And these folks who have never met from the UK and the USA get on the microphones and share fun insights and perspectives on the news that uh, that invoke thought and, and, and make and might make a difference in people's lives somehow. Maybe we maybe lighten somebody's day. Maybe we make somebody laugh just for a couple seconds during their day, whatever it might be. Um, that's what we want to do. We want to make a difference, and we're hoping that you'll be part of that difference. Um, we're also going to have a method for you to support the show and what we do, talking about growing, uh, via a Patreon, and as that gets established, we'll talk more about that too. So all that uh, being said, that was our little, our little public service announcement about what we do and who we are and where we want to go. Um, we wish everybody a really happy fourth weekend. Be safe. Don't play with fireworks. You, you know, every, every fourth of July, somebody loses a hand or a finger or gets hurt or killed. Uh, be careful with those fireworks, for, uh, folks. And this is going to be an exciting fourth of July because last year we didn't have one because of COVID. Now people are getting out. There's, there's concerts. There's events. There's community things going on everywhere, and, uh, and that's great. Um, thank you, um, uh, the current administration here in the United States and to the folks around the world who have 
uh, expedited the handling of the coronavirus and is slowly but surely starting to put it behind us and we can all move on. And uh, and with that being said, have a safe, safe weekend. Um, Amanda, you don't do 4th of July there. As a matter of fact, wait a minute. No. Hey, Cornell, Cornell, 4th of July, isn't that Independence Day? Independence from who? Oh, I wonder. Actually, hmm. actually, <laughs> Yo, Amanda, yo. <laughs> from England, right? From England. Uh, Independent from me, that's fine. Have a wonderful weekend. <laughs> yeah. Independent no, from me. Uh, I can see nothing uh, in the data at the moment. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Anyway. It's okay. We, we hold no harsh feelings over it, and I hope you guys don't either. <laughs> We're free. No, I'm just joking. Yes, rub it in. That's fine. I don't care. Go on. Get on with it. Yeah, we're just giving Amanda a hard time. We never give Amanda a hard time. We just start giving Amanda more of a hard time. We're too easy. Yes, we love Amanda. Amanda. We love Amanda. No. We do. We do. Yeah. We Amanda. Well, we're I love free, you too. Andy. We're free. No. We are free. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah. I have a question. How's that? Blame you. She goes on for... And uh, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, come on, when is this going to be over? <laughs> we're about over. We're, we're going to end. We're going to wrap it up. We promise you. Thank you. Thank you for your concern. Anyway, I guess it's time to end. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, it's been another great yeah. week. It's been fun, though. I've yeah. really enjoyed it. It's been good. But I do yeah. wish, and I'm sure my fellow British people uh, wish you guys a happy 4th of July and uh, you have an amazing time with lots of fireworks and good food and family and friends and celebrate mm-hmm. the hell out of it because, you know, life is uh, a celebration. You. Make the most of life, it, right? Life is a cabaret. You know, yeah. um, do you know um, what they said in, 70, the, in 1776, what we're celebrating today? Uh, this is what they said. No. I have no further use for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I never, I, I never said that. <laughs> the whole thing was it's a, a Democrat hoax. Was... The whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before we go, before we go. Everybody say orgasm loud. Thank you. Orgasm? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh you my two God! Didn't doing, 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 doing. You two didn't say it. Come on, man. You two didn't say it. You're not playing along. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you really. Uh, I hope we're, you know, yeah. So everybody, stay away from the, um, you know, from the getting too. What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? Because, because God forbid, you know, DUIs run rampant over this weekend, and we want everybody to be safe. We don't want to hear any stories. Okay, we want you to be safe. Um, just in California alone, last year, over 3,000 people died in highway-related accidents, and we want to curb that. You know, we know 625,000 people died in this year from COVID alone in the United States. But um, be safe out there this weekend, folks. Please be safe. Speaking of that, Andy, I always wanted to ask you a question. Go ahead. Now, just say if you drink and all that stuff, you drink it mm-hmm. and drink it and drink it. Mm-hmm. Would you get a ticket if you go on autopilot yes. in your Tesla? Oh, yes. that's okay. a good question. Yes, because uh, you are still responsible for the operation of the vehicle. Now, interesting you ask that because 
I've driven, like I've taken a road trip. I, I haven't really gotten, I haven't done with that car what I intended to do because of COVID. And, you know, I just use my tour mobile and to a cross country with my guitars and all this stuff and play, you know, that all got postponed or canceled, I guess. But anyway, um, the, I have taken some trips where I'd come back late night and been really, really tired behind the wheel. And I'm usually pretty good with being, driving. I mean, I've driven a lot. I've driven, done several cross country trips and up north and down south. And, you know, um, you know, I've driven a lot in my life, long trips especially as a touring musician, um, and driven tired a lot. And sometimes I, I, I know when I'm too tired to be here. And I, you know, I'm like, Andy, find a rest stop. This is, you're going to get hurt, you know? Um, so I've driven really, really tired. And here's the difference that a Tesla makes with full self-driving uh, option, which it self-navigates on the highway, is that I've never fallen asleep. Or I actually may have shut my eyes for a couple of seconds. I mean, literally seconds, you know? But I've been very tired, and this car got me home safely. It changes lanes. Next thing I know, that I, it gets me off an interchange. Let's say the exit I'm supposed to get off after merging different highways and navigating home. Then it gets you off the interchange, and alarms go off saying, hey, the autopilot's shutting off. It'll stay on auto steer, but the auto navigation capability of the car for right now um, is turning off. And, and I've told myself, this is just amazing. Thank you, Lucille. That's the name of my car. And now, now if, I had, if I had driven a regular car, I, I would have been fine. I mean, I would have you know, stopped for coffee. I would have been fine. I've done it billions of times, unfortunately. I'm not advocating this. Believe me, driving tired is something you don't want to do. People have gotten their kill. People have driven off of cliffs, right? Um, yes. So I'm not encouraging this by any means. But the only thing I'm saying is that the full self-driving capability on the Tesla, and you're going to see other manufacturers have this too as we, as, as we, as we forge ahead, um, is a wonderful thing. And what I'm confident of, and what I was thinking of this morning on a long highway drive-around trip, was that if more cars had autopilot systems, the rate of highway accidents would diminish significantly. If, if cars were just if were all driven by computers and keeping separate from each other and, doing, and driving safely. And that's what the Teslas do, by the way. That Teslas do that. They, you know, they, it's rare that, that you have to intervene what Tesla autopilot does. Sometimes you do. It's not perfect. Um, you, know, you can't suddenly just... As you said, uh, Cornell, go to sleep or get drunk. Um, but w- what it does do, though, is uh, significantly decrease the workload of the driver. And it's amazing. That's amazing. It's truly, yeah, it is. It is. Yes, that that's is amazing. Awesome. Do you no, think it's going to get to that point? Sorry, sweetie. Yes. Do you think it's no, going to no, get to that point where people become so reliant on the autopilot side of things that driving normally will almost be like, oh, I'm not really sure how to drive as good anymore because I've trusted too much on the autopilot. Yeah, what, what I think is going to happen, here's my prediction. What's that? Uh, level, the, auto, the auto drive capability, and there's how much reliance we place in a self-driving vehicle is, is, uh, is measured in or put out legally in terms of tier, tier one, two, three, four, five. And Tier mm-hmm. 5 is complete autonomous driving. That means you don't have to have anybody behind the wheel, uh, like in, in Elon Musk's uh, uh, vision of having a robo-taxi fleet, where there's no... Yeah. There's no there's, you, know, you could take your Tesla to your place. Then if you belong to his taxi fleet, your t- car then drives around all day long, picking people up, dropping people off, doing what it does, and then comes pick you up at work at 5 o'clock and drives you home. In the meantime, you've made money right. in the car all day long. Right? And, and, of course, Tesla has taken a chunk of that money, too. Um, but here's what's going to happen. You're going to have level five driving someday. And I hope it's within my lifetime. I hope so. I hope to, I, yeah. I hope to, I live to see it. Uh, it's yeah. going to happen. And what will happen is you will not need a driver's license to, to, operate, to get in a car. I think right. it's going to happen. 
You right. don't because you're not going to you're not going to do the driving. Hmm. Interesting. And will there be accidents here and there, but significantly reduced? And I could speak this in two in two ways. First of all, I operate a Tesla right now, which is in level nine or ten of or beta nine ten of uh, of a test program where they've actually released two thousand software programs that enable the Tesla vehicles to drive from point A to point B, any two points, whether you're on a highway or not. It makes all the turns, it does all the merges, goes around the roundabouts, uh, you know, make, it goes in the parking lots, whatever it needs to do, completely by itself, point A to point B. What I have is auto steer on any speed I turn it on, as long as it can see two highway you know, lines, you know, where the curb is and where the divider is for the oncoming traffic. If it doesn't see those lines, it ain't going to do it. Um, yeah. But if it, if it sees a highway, you know, a path that you're going to go down, it'll steer straight on that line. It'll stop at every red light. It stops at every stop sign. It slows down every yellow. Um, right. It won't go again at a green light. It'll stop at a green light unless you, you lower the stock or hit the uh, accelerator and give it the okay to go ahead and go through it. Unless it sees another car in front of you going through it, in which case it goes through the green light by itself. Now, on a highway, my car, it'll merge onto the highway. And get you yeah. between any any two places is on the highway. It'll it'll change if you have to go on the on a 405 to the 110 to another highway. To, it'll do it all by itself. It'll change lanes and get on that highway and go around the circle and merge onto the next highway, merge onto the yeah. appropriate lanes, move over how it needs to, go into the passing lane if somebody's going too slow, go back into lane again when it's finished passing. All by itself, it does it incredibly safely. It's incredible, right? And having yes. experienced that, I'm just thinking to myself. Just what would happen if every car on the highway was run the same way as mine was? Like my car has radar and eight cameras and sensors. It, it, imagine having, as a driver, imagine having eyes all around your head and you're able to see everything that's going on around you. That's what the car has. It's got eyes all around. It's all around. It, I, yeah. On my screen, I could use my fingers. You know how your, your touch screen, you know, I could expand and you know, zoom in or zoom out. I could zoom yeah. out. And change, I can see my car moving along the highway. I can look, change the view. I want to see it from the front, from the back, overhead, like a drone, from behind. I can see how, what my car sees all around it. I don't have to be looking outside. You know, I'm changing lanes. I don't need to look outside. I can look up my screen and see who's behind me, who's ahead of me, and who's next to me if I'm not on autopilot. I can, and then make the, make the change without actually looking outside at all. Yeah. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. That's incredible. And, and, oh, my God. And I suggest – and here's what's happening. 2022 – Tesla is going to have a vehicle that's going to run between $18,000 and $25,000 by 2022. Wow. That would be good. The, yes. Everybody yeah. will – and, and I, I'm not here to do a commercial for Elon Musk, although I, I should – Cornell should call him. <laughs> hey, let's get him on the show. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm just – because the subject, the conversation was brought up is about do you think – and I think it's a great conversation to have. You know, what what is the future of driving, of being on the road, of, of – you know, as computers, as full self-driving, as, uh, uh, what are the autopilot, the uh, cruise controls um, that uh, start and stop all by themselves, you know, adoptive cruise control, they call it. Um, yeah. And a lot of cars have that now. Ford yeah. is coming out. Ford is coming out with a 150 pickup truck that's going to give Tesla Cybertruck a run for the money. Updating over the Internet, you know, with more weight uh, uh, carrying capability with the Ford F-150, you know, complete yeah. full, uh, full self-drive. Ford yeah. Motors has been an innovator. You know, and all these other manufacturers were, not a, were, were about to go bankrupt if, if Obama didn't rescue them. Ford never had mm. any rescue money. And they're, right. they're, they've been so far ahead of the game in their technology and what they do and how they do it. Um, 
and they've been behind the scenes. You know, what, they just come out with vehicles. Oh, we have this now. Suddenly, Ford comes out with a uh, the Lightning, I think they're calling it, an F-150 pickup truck that's going to be mm-hmm. like the, the Tesla Cybertruck. I mean, you look, you compare the two of them head on, and there's something yeah. that this Ford truck that Tesla doesn't have. Yeah. So, Pretty and true. then you then watch Volkswagen's coming out with some incredible vehicles right now. The difference is with Tesla is Tesla has millions and millions and millions and millions of miles of data that they've collected in engineering that these right. other car manufacturers. It would take them forever to compile yeah. the technology that Tesla has gained by having hundreds of thousands of vehicles on the road every day that Tesla is consistently, on a regular basis, gaining feeds and information, and when somebody has a hiccup, boom, that camera feed's going right to Tesla Engineering. That radar feed's going right to Tesla Engineering. They can see it. Oh, here's what this car, car did. Let's fix that. Let's, let's adjust the software so it does this now. It should see this. You know what Tesla's doing now? And the latest software? What is that? What is that? You know, it, it can tell the difference between a cat and a dog crossing the street. Oh, that's pretty cool. A person walking, a person on a bicycle, a person in a wheelchair, a person with a walker. It knows the difference between a person in a walker and a person just walking. And it goes to the car. Can you imagine yeah. the, the dog or cat crossing in front of the car and the car actually stopping and communicating with him? Woof! Woof! Like, yeah. I'll move along. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, but what a conversation yeah. to have. That extended our program another 20 minutes anyway. Saying that, uh, <laughs> saying that Nissan are building a, um electric car plant here in the UK. Really? They are set, yeah, they're setting one up, and the, the prime minister's obviously invested and backed it, and um, that's going to be creating lots of jobs, thousands of jobs for for here. So that's a, a good thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Mm-mm. Are Teslas popular in the UK now? Do you see many of them on the road where you're at? You Actually, I'm seeing more and more all the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously you'll mm. see more of them there. Yeah, yeah. Especially one California. Year, bigger. Yeah, and yeah. it's pretty much made there, so. You know, you're going to see them more there than here. But, yes, we do have more and more on the road all the time here. They've mm. taken off quite a bit. Yeah. What a great conversation we've been having. This is oh, I'd rather great. enjoy it myself. Thank you. And, and too. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Give this man a beer. Thank you. We're deserving. I'm me. I'll, I'll, and I'll have one, too, please. Uh, yeah, yeah, please. Thank Amanda, you. Which, which, you know, I, we have... Uh, we know we have a Kona beer. We love Kona. I know you've yet to have one. We'll, we'll fix that eventually. But uh, what's your oh, beer of choice over there? What do you like? What do you like? I like various types. I mean, I'm I'm more of a, a Corona kind of girl, and I like um, – oh, what's the other one? Uh, it's a Dutch one. Um, hmm. is, is that, no, my, is, my mind has gone blank, Andy. What is hmm. going on? Um, you know, green Ever since we talked green, about the mochi bottle one. On me. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the crazy thing is, I, I go and buy this beer, and you know, and my mind's gone blank. But usually, I drink Corona. I'm more of a Corona. I do like Budweiser. Um, but uh, yeah, I used to drink more Bud back in the day. But I'm more Corona. And uh, oh, why can't I think of this other one? Damn it! Mm. You'll know it when you see it. It's a green bottle. Green bottle. Um, Oh, I know, uh, I, I know. I, not, not. I know what you're talking about. Uh, not, not saying Poldy girl, is it? Um... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't believe that I just. My mind's gone. I'm looking for it right now online because my mind just went completely blank. Is it moosehead? Moosehead. Moosehead. 
No, that's I mean, I, I, Heineken. 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 Oh, my God. How did I yeah. think of that? Oh, oh my God, of course. I did, of course. I did have Grosch, but they went um, bankrupt, oh, I yes. think. And they Perhaps what moved. happened is that what we did uh, brought it about. We may have. A- absolutely possible. You never know. <laughs> I was gutted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the ones I generally drink, my darlings. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, wow. I stopped drinking. I stopped drinking Budweiser and uh, and Miller type beers. I'm not blaming uh, anybody for that. Well, thank you. I'm not either. But I I I I, I, I forget what I remember. Budweiser. That you know, Budweiser was the first beer I ever tasted in my entire life. When my dad gave me, I must have been seven or eight years old. And I remember my dad being at the breakfast table and he uh, was drinking a Bud. And uh, I guess what it was like. He gave me. You know, he was drinking out of the can. He just here. here you know, he said, "Here, try it." <laughs> and I had some. I was like, "Ooh." God, yeah, how do you drink this? Oh, my God. Wow. I yeah, remember my grandfather was... offered me rum. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my darling. Well, I, 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 well, I won't tell you that experience until when I was 35 before I had my first beer. No, I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so your, your grandfather, I give my kids um, both, uh, for good reason, uh, vodka and gin. <laughs> <laughs> my type of day. <laughs> Actually, thinking about it, it may have been brandy because I know he liked brandy as well. But I know he drank rum. It was one or the other. I was about nine nine years old, and he, he poured himself a glass. And we used to play cards together. Um, it would be regular that I'd go around to my grandparents' place after school on a specific day each week to spend some time with them. And then before my father would come pick me up, my grandfather and I would sit around this little table, play some cards together, and he'd have his little glass of rum or brandy and I would have a, a little glass of um I think it was like Pepsi or something back then which is pr- pretty naughty with the caffeine being that age and that late at night but we did it it was a bit of fun and um yeah so he said try some of this he said it would put hairs on your chest and I thought grandfather I'm not looking to get any hairs on my chest <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was instantly put off you know, and uh, he said, but no, seriously, try it. And I'm like, okay. So I took a, a mouthful of it and I nearly spat it out. I was like, oh my God, that's disgusting. How can adults drink this? <laughs> Years later, yeah. I'm trying it for myself, you know what I mean? <laughs> See, saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People are saying the same thing to you. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I like to drink. I like, you know, Would you rather practice or have natural talent? I said the best is... I think I'd, I'd rather have natural talent, to, you know. You yeah. don't practice too. Yeah, I would. Although uh, the, practice is good fun too. It is. It, it it is. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to get. I want to. I want to get that. Uh, <laughs> oh, you really? You do, huh? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, no. I want to. I want to get one of those. Uh, those Omni, whatever I talked about earlier, and tr- and see what that's about. <laughs> okay. <Andy. laughs> but, you know, we'll try that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, no, but anyway, uh, so so much we have to do on this show still. Going ahead, so much we have to do. Yes. We're we're so much fun. here. We are. We're still going on. God, we have to. You know, we're still doing this. This. I get this point. People are listening to the podcast. We hope they're still with us. That we kept them entertained this whole time. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. ain't reality TV. No, <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, I guess we I should know. probably wish wish everybody for the third time. <laughs> hey, happy, 
Yes, it really well, so is. The fourth time. <laughs> ah, very good. Made a full fee with you. So, uh, Amanda, what are you doing this weekend? I guess you have a normal week. Oh, hey, Cornell, uh, speaking of weekend, are we doing a show Monday, or, or maybe that's why we're going so far. Are we, are we off Monday? I forgot. Yes, we are. We are off Monday. It's a holiday, unless Amanda want to do it. We're off <laughs> do what? Do, 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 do it. All right, the show. Do it. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, we're off. Monday. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. Let's go even back further than that. Carter has handed a fucked up economy and he can't do anything to pull us out of it, so he hands Reagan a fucked up economy. Reagan's idea is to lower taxes on the upper class, and the result is massive deficit, massive debt, massive inflation. He ends up having to raise taxes 14 times in eight years and can't balance the budget. He hands it over to Poppy Bush, who doesn't do anything in four years, who hands it over to Clinton, who then works for the Republican Congress, creates a budget that fucking balances the budget. And produces a surplus for six fucking years, oversees the creation of 22 million jobs in eight years, hands that over to W, who then lowers taxes, the Bush tax cuts, and it becomes the first president in American history to lower taxes while going to war. The end result, the worst recession since the Great Depression and 750,000 jobs a month being lost. And to Obama, turns us around, saves us from that recession, saves the auto industry, oversees the longest private sector job growth streak in American history, cuts government spending by two-thirds, has unemployment, doubles the stock market, enter Trump, he creates fewer jobs in the first three years then ignores the pandemic and fucks and fucking tanks the entire economy. Full circle on this show. That's what we started <laughs> with. That's what we're going to end with. <laughs> yeah. That's it in a nutshell, right? Right? A couple That's hours yes. ago? Yes. Yes. So with that, uh, you know, we hope everybody enjoyed the Andy and Amanda show. We certainly do enjoy what we're doing here. And I guess we really do need to get out of here and uh, think about what we're all doing this weekend. Amanda, We'll be in touch, sweetie. If we, we're not doing a show Monday, I guess we're going to run a rerun Monday uh, of some highlights. So, so stay tuned Monday. And oh, Fantastic. I was going to say one more thing because mm. I know we got to get out of here. I keep thinking of things I want to do, but this is what I want to say: that we're just talking about the Tesla and uh, what we're going to do because we have the capability of doing this. I, I didn't know, and now I do. That we're going to do a show next week, either Wednesday or Friday. I know Wednesday we're going to have Lee Van Dusen back on and talk more about uh, uh, the day trading, which is going to be great. But anyway, so that's, that's actually our next live show is next Wednesday, right? Yeah. And if folks yeah. are interested in and, – and we had a wonderful – if you want to go in the archives and, and listen to uh, the 30th show, I guess that must have been, um, the, um, and, and listen to us about uh, – listen to Lee and our discussion about day trading and buying stocks and AMC and, and making money, you know, all this via that, which is something Amanda and I were just – and Cornell, you know, I guess we're all learning about that and pretty excited about that embarking upon that. And that's why it leaves such a fun addition to the show. So listen to this on Wednesday live. What I was going to say was Wednesday or Friday, we're going to do a show where I'm going to be doing co-hosting live from my Tesla on autopilot. Oh, very cool. That will be great. I'm going to be driving well, on Friday, a California. We have Greg Christie. Friday, we have Greg Christie <laughs> on the show. Ryan, Ryan Christie? Oh, yes. Greg, yeah. Greg Christie. Oh, Greg Christie. Chris Christie? Greg. 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 And you know... I understand that scientists will soon make it possible. We'll do, we'll do a show Tuesday. Why don't we, do, why don't we schedule a show for Tuesday? Yeah, like a, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do a noon show Tuesday. Noon, noon in California, 
uh, 3 p.m. East Coast time, 8 p.m. UK on Tuesday, uh, this coming Tuesday, right? Which will what, be the 7th or something, whatever it is, 6th? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sounds Sound good? good. Yes, right. let's do it. All right, we'll see everybody then. Have a great 4th of July, everybody. I'm so glad we're out you know, to some degree of normalcy this weekend. Enjoy. Again, be safe. And, uh, of course, those of you who are listening to this podcast, may, July 4th already may have been a month ago. But anyway, so. Andy, what are you talking about? Church. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but yeah, If, yeah. if, if, if Because I can go back now and listen to some of the archives or just watch the numbers from shows that we did six months ago. And the numbers are way up there. You're like, my God, so people actually tune into our show who knows from where or what on what on what you know social media and they hear our podcast and they might hear a show that we did six months ago. Wow, it's the Andy Demander show, and they tune in other shows. But the first show they hear is a show we did you know way back when because the numbers from our previous shows are way way up there. And as you get more recent, the number the podcast numbers go down, down, down. Then they begin to build again over time. The older the show is, the better it does on our podcast. Go figure. I don't know anything about well, I don't know anything about how this works. Nothing. Huh. You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We're learning. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, yeah. Let's, yeah. uh, let's bring Who it am I? <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> we don't know. So, and that being said, <laughs> um, we'll go ahead and wish everybody a great weekend. Absolutely. Cool. That was fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs>